0: Hey, everybody, this is JP out here at the Great Song Podcast, and I've got Rob on the other side with us. Yo, yo. We just wanted to take a quick second and uh, address something that we know is going on in the world right now. We realize that we've maybe picked uh, one of the worst weeks to cover a Skinnered song based on... (laughs) <laughs> their uh their uh southern heritage and the rebel flag. Um Rob, you got any thoughts you want to say on this here real quick?
1: Yeah, we just wanted to make sure and we've talked to Dave about this to make sure he's fine with releasing the episode. We just want to make sure that everybody knows that like the stuff that you know comes to mind when you think rebel flag and even maybe some of you when you think Leonard skinner we don't condone any of that. We don't condone anything that's racially divisive or hateful Uh, all those things, you know, we're not about any of that. And so we are going to go ahead and release the episode. It's going to be about the music and we're going to have fun and have a good time. Um, But as far as the other stuff, we're staying away from all of it. And we, and we, you know, condemn all of the bad things.
0: Yeah, I called Rob this week. I was like, "You realize we're recent, we're kind of releasing Skinner in a bad time." And he's like, "We've got to do a Michael Jackson disclaimer." So that's right. Uh, clear that up a little bit, Rob. For those that's right, people.
1: we don't, we don't believe in the occult. We don't believe in the the Confederate flag. We don't believe Absolutely. in Leonard Skinner. We don't believe in
0: racism. Those we of don't y'all believe. that remember the Thriller video, will we'll get the the kick out of that. So that's right.
1: I don't, I don't believe in. Um, uh, what else don't we believe in? I don't believe in <laughs> ghosts.
0: Uh, Me and Rob may differ on this, but I think pro wrestling is fake oh, so come on oh, that's just
1: hurtful. Right hurtful that's a, oh jeez. there's okay. a jab kick it to let's the it.
0: jingle rob let's have a good
1: time with dave bards all right but for the record i believe in macho man randy said <laughs> snap it does <to> live jim <laughs> turn up the radio and sing along it's time for another great song this is the great song podcast Season's greetings and welcome once again to The Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Moser. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how are you doing Man, today? Man, really?
0: I'm doing fantastic. It's my birthday week. Hey, It's now. the grand finale of the season. Happy birthday. I'm, thank you, thank you. And I have another birthday month guest with us hanging Uh-oh. out. Oh, we had it again. He's back
2: again. When I fall in love.
0: Hey, That now. is real. Right. You know Dave who's with us.
1: Barnes in studio with us Let's once more. I we- love
2: that we're birthday week, brothers. Yeah, that's hey, awesome. Oh, we it. are live
1: <laughs> once <laughs> again Endizer. from the fabulous. Downston Abbey Road Studios oh, wow. in Nashville, uh, home of Annie F. Downs and the That Sounds Fun podcast. Thanks so much to Annie and Jenna for yeah, big shout helping out. us. I big mean, they've been just so gracious to let us use the space uh, when we need to get together with Dave. Um, so it's been awesome. And Dave, thanks for hooking us up this with is, them. It's yes. just been everything has just worked and it's been, been so fun wonderful so. And, beautiful. and thanks for being it. Like we've had you this is the third time this season that you've guested with us in studio. It's just been incredible. For the so, cycle. Yeah, <laughs> That's absolutely. That's right. So we knew the, the first episode we did with you, you started talking about we, – we asked if you were starting your own podcast, what would be the songs that you would – the first four songs that you would do? And I think two of those four were Skinner songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we we knew, okay, it's time to get, get a, an idea going for a season finale. Let's throw – Free Bird at Dave and and see what see what happens. See if he's down to do Free Bird for a season finale. And uh, so and
2: what what a this is this is this is uh, this is a song that's worthy of the last song. Yeah. Of the of oh man, the, of the so season. epic.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, we need to go out with that guitar solo. You know,
0: that's, that's the how, way you end. a That's season. how we're sending you out. Yeah, it, it really
2: is to me. I wonder what y'all would say. But this and Bohemian Rhapsody are kind of to me. They live in a pantheon unto themselves. They're the this closest. The, this
1: is the Southern yeah. Rock Bohemian Rhapsody. It's exactly Rhapsody. right.
2: It's the Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> this,
0: oh, bro, he, this is a Southern Rock. This is a Bohemian Rhapsody with a mullet. That's right. Yeah, with twang, <laughs> that's with that's an absolutely, accent. Yeah. They,
2: um, but but there's really not like when you think of, and I don't even just mean songs that that lengthwise, because obviously they're sure. both longer songs. But I mean literally just songs that do what these those two hmm. songs do. Y'all have already done Bohemian Rhapsody, so it's fun to to lean into this one.
3: You get the other, other,
1: sure. You You know, kind of is. Let's uh, let's get into a little bit of it. We'll be playing musical snippets throughout the uh, throughout the episode, but uh, let's just start from the beginning and then we'll get into it. This is Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. Rob, yo. Okay, first of all, I want to say that I think every acoustic chord should be strummed that slowly I, I'm going to talk about this.
2: Okay, I, this this one, I, I mean, it's like a there's a lot
1: glissando for every chord. There really is. This is it for me. That's where yeah. the song had me the first time. If I leave it tomorrow That's just a vocal laid in like Went so up front,
2: so dry. It sounds like he's just falling asleep, sort of. Like, come on, dude, sing. He's like, all right, just. Keep... All right, all right. All right. <laughs> well, I must be trapped. It is so, so on your forehead. Yeah. It's just dry.
0: <laughs> on your forehead. You know
2: what I mean? There's no. Yeah, there's nothing on it. No space.
1: Yeah. Start- but that's such a southern rock. You know what I mean? I think that really fits. Like, it sounds like they're at the VFW. You know what I mean? Like, that's this is exactly what you would expect to, to hear. You know,
2: pick up a taco at the taco bar. <laughs> I mean, it is number fifty,
0: number fifty-two. you order's ready. Yeah. What game are you playing in the
2: VFW now? Dart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pool.
1: Bird
3: you cannot In this bird you cannot
1: Say it one more time. Lord knows I can't Ladies and gentlemen, that is "Free Bird" by Leonard Skinnerd from the 1973 album "Pronounced." Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I don't really know how to say that without sounding like I'm saying the same thing twice, right? But it's it's literally like a like you look something up in the dictionary and it's got all the little markings that show you how to what vowels are long and what you know. Uh so it's that's the name of the album, pronounced Leonard Skinner. Um I always think of this song as a one-word? Like yeah. free, bird. free bird. That's what it's become culturally. It's but it's s- actually free, space, free bird. Oh, it's two know. words each Fun capitalized. Fact. Yeah, free bird. If you look it up, you know, like online, it, you know, obviously one leads to the other. But uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, It hit number nineteen on the Billboard Hot 100, number twenty-one in the UK, which is, I don't know, I just don't think, I don't think of Southern Rock is doing well in the UK. Generally, I don't know why, but you know, in the early seventies, what what didn't they have a radio edit? The version you hear on
0: the radio is the live version for the most part, too. Oh, really? Live version, yeah. I
1: know there's a live version that got re-released and also charted, um, but but this is the original version. It did have a radio edit that's like spliced to pieces, and they hated. Um, but was but, that
2: the single or was this or was the song as you would hear it on the record this the, no the single,
1: the single was, was the, the edited f- version oh, okay. and so uh, and so yeah so it got cut down and they hated it. once it started gaining popularity then
0: radio ah, stations
2: started playing oh, that's the full amazing. Version. Can yeah. you imagine convincing stations to play
0: that long of a song now? yeah, yeah
1: it's uh, what is it uh, six eight minutes almost nine minutes long um, it's you know, yeah, no big deal, right? Just let's, Jeez. it's Yeah, you, you thought, hey, Jude was long. Let's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah 9 yeah. minutes, 13 seconds is what I'm getting
0: here. 9.08 on the actual vinyl. There you go, which right. JP has, there you go. which
1: the back of the vinyl is just a, <laughs> a, pack it's of a cigarettes. huge pack of cigarettes. It says Leonard Skynyrd smokes. It's a foot tall <laughs> pack of cigarettes yeah. with a skull and crossbones on it. Um, you know, it's a different age <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're letting you know what they're about <laughs>
1: Yeah, really
2: The branding is strong
1: The, the branding is very <laughs> strong uh, This is number 193 on the Rolling Stones' 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list It sits between uh, number 194, which is Rehab by Amy Winehouse And number 92, Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan That's the cultural uh, impact and importance of Freebird So... Uh before we get into uh kind of digging into the song itself I know Dave you said you wanted to hop in after we talked about oh, yeah. it. we're charted so go ahead and start cuz we know you're like Big fan of the song, and you got a lot to say about it, so we want to know. So
2: so I think the initial things we talked about as, as we were listening are are how the beginning, I said this on our previous podcast a few episodes ago, uh, but the beginning genuinely, drum-wise, sounds like a sound check.
3: <laughs> it, it is
2: It is like, was he supposed to be doing that? Yeah. Was that something that they were like, oh, it actually sounds pretty good, just, just leave do, it we're in? We're recording right now. Yeah, like, you... that's like, hey, like you can see them like, through the booth. They're going,
1: hit the drums and make yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll that.
2: And you we'll know, keep that. Yeah, we'll keep that. That sounds good. <laughs> But um so that is really funny to me. The acoustic guitar is so prevalent. Yeah. To your point the glissando, which is a great way, just those kind of strums. It's 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 so right in your face. Yeah. Um but I'll tell you what, the pocket that they land in when when the song when everybody kinda of coalesces to really begin the song is so so tight. Yeah. And that and that and that is one of the things about this band, I think. Um, I said this a little bit in my in my hot takes when I talked about um, Sweet Home Alabama. If there is a misunderstanding about this band that I feel like, being a professional musician, I want to step into and sort of tout as much as I can, they were so good. They were so well-organized. They were so um, efficient. There is no fat on yeah. these songs or records. And I think if you listen to their catalog... It is, it, the, the, you look at it and you're like, oh God, these guys like playing in their garage. And right. that is not what this band does. No. They are extremely skilled, they are extremely proficient, and they're extremely clean and cut and dry. And I think this song, for as much as it feels like chaos, it's actually very much the opposite. Everything has a place. It has an amount of time, and then there's a movement into a different part. And one of the things that I think is so funny about it is that it kind of starts feeling like, what are they doing? (laughs) Like, what is happening? But the minute it sort of comes together, and and everything is... It's like, ah! er, the pocket is perfect. It's the same thing with all the music. Again, you listen to Sweet Home, their other huge hit. That song is Mutt Lang before Mutt Lang. Mm -hmm. It's everything is right everything is in and out, leave it alone, let it be itself. No, come back in, go out. It's not people just sitting there strumming. It's like right. very organized. And and I think this song is that. So it's fun when you realize, even though this song does what it does because it has the second section, which, you know, is too long to play, but, where, you know, that everybody knows
3: mm-hmm. it's
2: so, so iconic when it jumps, I think, yeah. dare I say, 100 BPM, <laughs> um, <laughs> that, you know, it, you, you kind of go like, Oh, they, they're just in their... No, no, no. They knew what they were doing. They Absolutely. very much so knew what they... And so I think that's kind of the global... There's a million nuances, but I think globally, <laughs> as we begin this episode, I think the thing that you have to know, one, about Leonard Skinner, but especially about this song, is it's controlled chaos. Yeah. Very, very I, controlled.
0: That's one thing that Al Copper, who produced the album, actually plays organ. We'll talk about it in the Meet the Band section. But he said... They were super prepared when they come in to record the album. He's like, I've never seen a band so prepped. Like, they knew everywhere they were going. And that was uh,
1: part of the vision of Ronnie Van Zant, uh, lead singer, uh, was to be – he wanted to be um, not just over-prepared for the studio – but for their live performances as well, his goal, he said, was to have a live band that sounded exactly like the record every night. Yes, and that was there. You get that? You know what I mean? So they did. They every jot and tittle they they put together, and they knew, like you said, exactly what they were doing that day. It wasn't like you know at the time you could just you know you would rent out the studio for however much you know like weeks, and you would be in there and you would put everything together in the studio and you could rehearse and right. figure studio out parts. Well, yeah, like we're really going to learn these songs as we're, you know, recording, but they're like hop in, we are we've got our stuff together, boom, just hit record. You know, we'll two, go.
2: to, to, a good example quick sidebar is if I watched the Kansas documentary and two of their biggest hits, I mean seminal classics, Dust in the Wind and Carry on My Wayward Son, um, what's the uh, Kerry Livgren. Livgren, Livgren, Livgren wrote while they were in the studio. So yeah. he came in, you know, they were, let's say it's a Thursday, he wrote it, he wrote each of those songs on different records, but over a night they were already in the studio's hotel room and then came in on Thursday morning and would say, like, hey, here's a song where this band is coming in super rehearsed. Yeah. There's no, like, you do this now, The you know, Al Cooper is not having to, like, Okay, we? what's happening here? It's like, I just need to get the mics up, make sure these guys don't kill each other. Be like,
0: Al, you can play organ. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to do, hit record and play organ. Which is funny
2: because you, you may speak to this, so I hope I'm not taking it away, but one of the things that I read was that they had He had to convince them to leave the organ at the top of the song. Yeah. But if you're a band who's used to the sounds you're used to and everybody playing what you're used to, you're going to have a hard time convincing that band to add new Absolutely. seasoning. That's because true. they're like, no, that's not... This we've, is how the song This We've played the song is 500 our song. times. Yeah. Yeah. An organ doesn't go there. Yeah, and then exactly. your job is to just go, yeah, but we need a color there that's going to... So it it really, to your point, it shows how these guys would have known what they're doing when they came in. Yeah. To me, I always thought last thing I'll say about that, they've always felt like this Southern Steely Dan to me. Mm. Because in in that extremely efficient process, prodigiously gifted players that were very rehearsed and the recordings have a lot of space, Mm -hmm. but very well-executed parts. And I think – I've talked to one of my best buds, grew up in New Jersey. He's an incredible guitar player. And he told me, like, growing up, he's like, Leonard Skinner was the one southern band that was cool to listen to in the north – because he grew up a little later than that, but but not too far off. And he's like, that was the one band, if those songs came on, you didn't change radio. Wow. Like any other band, Allman Brothers, those guys, it was always kind of like other Southern bands. But he was like, you just knew as a player, these guys know what they're doing. Hmm. And I think that, that to me is how I think of them, is they were sort of like the Southern equivalent of one of those sort of more heady. They weren't jazz or fusion at all, but very much that same ilk to me of like, I know what I'm playing. I know exactly I'm in command of th- this instrument. And... We all have spaces to fill. We don't step on each other's toes. You know, there's just it's it's just really well done music that yeah. happened to be southern rock, not the opposite. Because yeah, I think it, about a lot of the bands were southern rock first, but they were like, no, we're like, whatever we're gonna do is gonna be really good. Yeah, it's just that we play this kind of like pseudo country southern rock stuff.
1: Yeah, and people kind of assume you say southern rock and it carries with it certain connotations. Yes, you know what I'm saying, and they like you 're saying their their musicianship sort of pushes oh past gosh. all that uh, because you i mean they 're not the best looking guys in the world they 're <laughs> not the fittest guys in the world you know what I'm saying? i 'm saying every time I think of Billy Powell, the keyboard player, I just laugh i don 't know I just He's a such a stereotype, he is. Uh, you know what I mean, and and they're just, I mean, they all kind of are, you know what I mean. Just Ronnie Van Zandt is kind of a caricature, almost, you know what I mean. He's like a, he's like a, he's a walking Hank Williams Junior. impression, yes, kind of, you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, like, as far as his look, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like he's a, you know, like he's trying to win a contest, and you know and, too
2: the, those. The, I think the thing that's so fascinating about bands like this, Kansas, is the other. I would say that I can think off the top of my head, but this was in a, a season of music, and I think this is really important, where, because I think it sets up this band to understanding more about this recording, because it's to me the pinnacle of this example in their record, in their recordings. But, you know, this was back when you could travel America and be from the swamps of Florida, which they were, or the middle of nowhere, Kansas, which Kansas was, and have this kind of hidden prodigiousness. Pred- pred- uh, in playing in guys and girls and bands that now you get from Berkeley College of Music or mm-hmm. from Belmont mm-hmm. or from these schools that breed that. But back then, there was just so much incredible music. You could be a kid that grew up in Tallahassee or Gainesville that just played guitar that was actually phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal. And so when you put together a band, again, like Kansas, these guys weren't just – I mean, they, Kansas was doing fusion jazz rock, with no context. You know, there was nobody that had moved from somewhere whose dad taught at, at you know Julia. It was right. just like we grew up and we just play guitar all the time yeah. and we got really good. Yeah. And the same with Leonard Skinner. And so there's no pros. There's no like, oh he was in the band, it's not Toto. It's not mm. it's not it's not um, Dream Theater. It's, it's not, not Dream Theater. Music. Exactly yeah. right. It's these guys who are just dudes. They could have as easily been like you know jiffy lube employees <laughs> exactly. as they and could they have probably been, were yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. as, as they fighter. could have been some of the best guitar players that have ever played an instrument, so I think that's also what adds to the lore of this band to me is that it, it makes no sense that they were as that they were what they were, there was no pedigree, there was no like. Oh, you came from this part of the world where that's a big th- It was like, no, just some dudes who yeah. happened to be incredible. And they wrote the songs, which to me yeah. is even more mind-numbing. Because it's one thing to be like, oh, we had great players on songs that New York was sending us or L.A. was sending us. These guys were writing these songs in their garage, which they rehearsed in in, in Gainesville, and or Tallahassee-Gainesville, right?
1: Yeah, I wanted to say Jacksonville. 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 I'm it's sorry, Jacksonville.
2: Jacksonville. Jacksonville. But they're, they're rehearsing these songs in their in their in somebody's garage in Jacksonville, writing Sweet Home, writing Freebird. <laughs> like, it's not, it's it's just uh, the connection, the way the universe has at uh, the same time is just crazy to yeah. me. Do you want to meet know? these guys? It's, yeah. Let's, Can I feel we? like we
0: should. Let's meet these guys.
1: Hey, let's meet the man. It's time to meet the man. Hey, mama, let's
3: meet the man. Let's all.
0: So we're going to meet the the band on Leonard Skinnerd pronounced Leonard Skinnerd and notably this track. Uh vocals Ronnie Van Zant, older brother Johnny Van Zant is now the lead singer. Oh, he's the older brother of Johnny Van Zant. Johnny's yes. the younger one. He's now the lead singer for Skinnerd. His other brother, Donnie Van Zant, yeah. lead singer of 38 Special. There you go. What in the world? Oh my gosh. The first time I saw Skinnerd was with 38 Special in Chattanooga. Can I Okay. Is this
2: Now now here's the question after that. That can't be the same. I know it's it's the same thirty eight special, but is that the same? um Since you've been oh gone, man, I'm looking it up right now. This I heart needs my a second
1: life chance. I,
3: yeah, away. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. That was the first song I ever covered. It shows
1: really? really. Oh man, I it
2: just a
1: last year. I realized I was like, I haven't heard that song since I was a child. I've
0: got to hear it immediately. Who right is now?
1: It? And I look it up, and it's thirty eight special. special. Yeah.
0: And I go, "What? You're like the cuter you? Hold on, loosely, guys. for a little. Yeah, yeah. exactly. For, oh for, for a little God. context.
2: Oh.
1: Come on.
2: Did you cover it? Just you, acoustic? Yes. Huh. Oh man, this song. That, that can't be a Van Zant singing. Surely that was like a new singer. Yeah,
1: that had to be, or a or a different,
2: like or a multiple different lead, part lead part singers of the, in the same band. Yeah, I think so. So Max Carl sang. Okay.
0: Okay. So it's not a Van Zant.
2: Oh my gosh! So just good, since we're there, Max Carl, uh, he is the current lead singer of the classic rock band Love Grand Funk
1: Wow, oh, that makes perfect that. sense. Actually, I hear that a lot.
2: Yeah, he's one of those guys that don't you think? Last don't you think? I just have this weird suspicion because he played keyboard in the band. That like at some sound check, yep.
0: he's like, "Can some... I make, let's do this song?"
2: Yeah, like you know that like uh, Max, let's get your sound check. Love it. Like, whoa, uh, hey, um, band meeting. <laughs> we, um should we get Max to sing some more yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. exactly. That's like, like one of those guys you just think he'd be and you know maybe the maybe yeah, the whole time he's under the radar though. Maybe the whole time he's like, I want to sing. But yeah. you just that feels to me it's like the uh it's like the um oh bass player in the Eagles. Oh, yeah, Second. Timothy. Uh, Schmitt. Schmitt. Yeah, Timothy B. feels like that to me. Where It's yes. like, well, Timothy, thanks for joining the band. Do you sing at all? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden he starts singing. And he's, like,
0: <laughs> he's like, I, this one's called Love Will Keep Us Alive. Yeah. Yeah, you want to yeah. take this one? It's like... Which
2: fun fact, do you know who wrote that?
1: Uh-oh. I feel like we should. We I feel should. like we've actually talked about so. it, but now I'm, no, I'm drawing
2: a blank. Paul Carrick. Oh, yes, that's right. We talk uh, that. talked about it. Good oh, call. I've got a new novel
3: suitcase too
2: long. Good call. And the living years. living years. And. Oh, and. um. It's like a it's like a 70s monster. How long?
1: Oh, yes. How long? Which was yes. Ace. It's been going on. It was... On? A, uh, it was uh, Ace, um, right? No, it was uh, Squeeze. No, no, no. That's Ace. Oh, really?
2: It's a whole different oh, band. Oh, wow. That's, that's that era care, of music where every two years, one of those guys would be in a new band and yeah. they would have a hit and then yeah. he was in a new band two yeah. years later and then two years later. But it's called Ace because I remember looking up
1: this Paul Carrick is. We talked he's about is like one low key one of the greatest voices in he's pop rock He's the English history. Michael McDonald. Yeah, yeah, because he he's the
2: same thing. He was on a bunch of songs with different bands, had a solo career, but he wrote freaking "Level Gives Lot. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And his version of it is "Hot Fire."
1: We saw we saw Clapton here in Nashville a few years ago, and Paul Carrick was on organ for Clapton, and they closed the show with Paul Carrick doing "High Time We High Went" Time. by Joe Cocker. Yeah. And it was mind-blowing. It was what? incredible. Yeah.
2: He was, you know, the only reason I know Paul Carrick, I know him now very well, but the only reason is because the, literally the first person that ever compared my voice to anyone was Paul Carrick. Oh. And in like 2002. That, I yeah. And really? I had to do, look at it. I was like,
1: thanks. Who is that, that dude? Paul yeah. Carrick. Well, that's what, I didn't know him at all. I didn't know his name until Clapton said it. And then I went and started looking him up up because I, I was like, that dude was incredible. Who is he? Yeah. And then I, f- and then I find he's in this string of like some of the, the most band. amazing songs of all time.
0: Yeah. Back to Ronnie Van Zant. Anyway. Ronnie almost became a boxer <laughs> okay. as his idol was Muhammad Ali. Oh I was going to say, I thought you were just going to say like he got a bunch of fights he at the VFW. To fight, yeah. he, uh, like,
2: oh, my gosh. <laughs> almost became a boxer <laughs> just What'd by... you say, boy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> also great at baseball. Um, died in the 90- 1977 plane crash. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, now. we'll we touch can, on that. We can do that now or later. Um, no, I we'll ta- hit it later. I can table that. Too sad. Too soon. Let me look in here. Um, a lot of it is about that. Okay, so I'll stop on that because the rest is going to be okay. death related. So we'll move on from that. <laughs> on lead guitar, uh, one of well, we'll talk about guitars. In Which general. lead guitar? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Larkin yeah. Allen Collins Jr. Here we go. Um, when he got married, all his but his wife made his buddies all wear wigs because she thought that the long hair would scare away all her parents. What? And that story is important. Because at that wedding was the first live performance of this song. Whoa. Boom. So, hold first on. Time they performed Freebird at a at wedding. At a wedding. <laughs> yep, yep. That was, a, that was per, uh, yep. Well, he said I, a I read
2: an interview with uh, one of the first. It may the, have not
0: been the very first, but they say it's one of the very first times they played it out live. live. So, so one one that's they, one, they, one, they, one
2: of the writers they, was interviewed and he said that this song actually gets played in a bunch of weddings.
0: That's so and weird. And funerals.
1: That's so. Okay. Now, I can in a weird way I can get funerals like in a could you imagine how awkward it would be though like when
2: yeah. that gets to the fast part of the funeral like,
1: <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's when they do their like dove release you oh know? <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> it's, it's like, awesome
2: the one that gets caught under the jacket and the magician kind of, you know? <laughs> um,
1: I was playing I was playing a this is just inappropriate wedding song story Quick, real quick I was playing with a band at one point and we were playing a uh, uh, like a wedding reception you know what I mean and they were just like just play play whatever you want so we're just going through literally like our just whole book of songs Originals, covers, whatever And I start to play this song And then I lean over to the lead singer I'm like, dude, this is a wedding We were about to play Walk, Walk away,
0: away Joe, Joe. Oh. And, and can,
2: it, can I tell you that my favorite country song of all time Is Walk Away Joe Is it really? It's oh,
0: so good we love it. well, that, Next season well,
2: We almost played it at a wedding Season 6
0: Walk <laughs> Away Joe with
2: Dave Barts Fun fact, Matt McConaughey stars in the Walk Away Joe video
0: what? Oh, my goodness. A
2: very young Matthew. Wow. In fact, it's the first thing he ever was in.
0: Oh, my word. All right, all right, all right. How about That's that? insane.
2: And he is just as insanely handsome at <laughs> 17 right. as he is now. That's
0: uh, the way uh, Alan got into the band, uh, the Van Zant uh, boys had a bad reputation of beating up people, and he came <laughs> over to his house, and he thought he was coming over to beat him up. <laughs> so he went and hid. Like He ran, rode his bike, hid in a tree. And finally, they tracked him down. I was like, dude, we're not here to beat you up. We're just here to ask you to be See in if our you band. you want to be in the band. Yeah,
1: what so cool. a weird experience. <laughs> I know, right?
2: That guy had the opposite experience of what he was thinking.
1: Like, from the top, you just hear, yeah, okay, man, I guess. <laughs>
0: oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, no, I'm just up here checking for birds. <laughs> I've got so much uh, uh, crash related stuff on him that ties into other things, but we'll take a look. Talk
1: about it if you want to, well, man. Let,
0: okay, okay. I feel like we need to go back and touch on the plane crash part then yeah, with let's, Ronnie. Yeah, so, um, Did you know that plane was supposed to be for Aerosmith?
1: I did know that, and it led me to one of the greatest names I've ever heard in my life. Go ahead. So the, the, the plane crash that killed members of, of Leonard Skinnard and almost killed Aerosmith, too. That's what I called this in my notes. Uh, Skinnard leased a Convair CV240 as they were trying to up their travel game a little bit, uh, but the plane was like 30 years old. They got it for a steal. They leased it for like $15,000 for like a 40-seat plane um but it just was past its prime it had done one too many flights and so uh it was it, aerosmith was looking at the, the exact same plane and their chief of flight operations whose name i kid you not is zunk buker okay. z u n k b u k e r zunk buker Wow. Uh, he inspected the plane as aerosmith was looking at it and cuz they had previously like chartered it and they were thinking about just buying it outright and uh, but he didn't like what he saw and, and he saw that like, the crew was drinking and stuff and kind of messing around. He didn't like the plane. He didn't like the crew. And he said no. So Aerosmith didn't buy the plane. Skinner ends up buying it. And then they have this crash that takes out half the band. So it's crazy. But Zunk buker Do Zunk, you know I mean, there's
2: also that weird thing about that album cover that everyone that the flames are touching died in that? plane crash.
1: Oh, is that Street Survivors? Mm-hmm. Street survivors. Oh wow. There's yeah.
2: some weird thing that if you actually anyone oh, in that dang. picture that the flames are actually touching as far as design was. That's whack. That's, in
1: that that's whack.
0: Um he told at least 3 people that he would never lived to see 30. This is Ronnie. This is Ronnie. Yeah, yeah on tour and on that tour he called it started calling himself the Mississippi Kid. Do you see this? Mm-mm. And the place they the place the plane crashed was, was in, Mississippi. in Mississippi. So he was calling See. just for no reason he started calling himself that. I mean he was from Jacksonville. Right. You know, had nothing to do with that. He's like I want to call myself the Mississippi kid. Man. And then they're like, That's That's so weird. again,
2: can we just revisit that these guys did this in their twenties? Yeah. That they wrote this right. and yeah. recorded this music in their twenties. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is I don't think we've actually said this. We were talking about this before, but I don't think we've said it since we started recording that this was their debut album. God. Like this was this is the closer of their hot. first album. Yeah. And the track list of this album We're gonna is the greatest the album. hits for anybody else. Yeah, we'll
0: talk about the album here in a little bit because yeah. we've got a lot to touch on that. Jeez, Louise. Um, he had his I didn't realize this either that he had his casket broken into several times and his body stolen. Yeah. And now it's constantly patrolled twenty four seven at a new location. Ronnie Van Zant's casket.
1: Did you hear why his casket was broken into? No, I did not Okay. Know that. The the prevailing rumor is that uh there was a or or there is a rumor, was a rumor. That he was buried wearing a Neil Young T-shirt, uh, oh, and somebody man. broke into the casket to, to take, see if it was true that, because they were rivals with Neil yeah, Young and the Crazy Horse, and so that that was the rumor that he had been buried wearing a Neil Young T-shirt as kind of a bird to Neil Young yeah. as or just a joke or whatever. And so somebody literally broke in and stole Ronnie Van Zant's body
0: to, to, check to like the took it out
1: to try and see if he was wearing a Neil Young shirt.
0: That's crazy. It's whack. Um, okay, back on Alan, who <laughs> wow. is the guitar player. Was also in the plane crash, but he survived. Yeah. Um, and they said, you know, we should amputate your arm. Like, they told him we need to amputate your arm. He's a guitar player. Yeah. And his father's like, no. His father came in and said, no, like, you're not cutting his arm off. They're like, he may die. And they're like, then he dies. He's a guitar player. You're not wow. cutting his arm oh off. Oh,
2: my gosh. Survived.
0: Identity. So that's amazing. Um, he, so he lost his friends in the plane. His then wife died of a hemorrhage with a miscarriage. Hmm. His girlfriend da- died in a car crash that he was driving. And then he's drunk driving, and after that he never played on stage again. Wow!
2: Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard that in the
0: thing. Um, gear, I can touch on his gear. I'm gonna hit gear as we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Played a black Gibson Explorer on this track. Yeah. So that's the the. It looks like oh, a. Man. I, y'all know what an Explorer uh, y- looks it, like. Yeah,
1: it looks like a. It looks like a weird rectangle that you kind of smushed the edges of yeah. like. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, it's this way, for those of y'all that are listening, watching me describe it <laughs> visually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful job, Mosher. I long. love the sound of an explorer. I just yeah. like I not no, a I, Ford Explorer. I haven't a heard Gibson him, Explorer. Yeah. I haven't heard him so much like I'm you can hear a telecaster, you can hear a strat, I don't and you can hear a Les Paul. I don't hear an explorer, but always when I find out it was you
2: I no wonder. I love it too. Who was he uh who's playing the slide?
0: I'll get to that next. Okay, that's that would be that is not him. That is Gary Rosington who plays the rhythm parts and the slide guitar. Okay. Was the only, only surviving member of this. Of the original. Of the original. Is Gary Rosington.
2: He's the only one. Only
0: one. So another good baseball player who wanted to play for the Yankees, and he actually met Van Zant and Bob Burns, who we'll talk about as the drummer, um, in rival baseball games. So oh. they will rival, like, crosstown rivals in Jacksonville. They played against each other. Um, they formed the Noble Five and then a band called the 1% and then Skinnered. Um His gear... Um, Gibson Les Paul that he called Bernice <laughs> through a Marshall amp. A good... Dave, do
1: you have names for any of your guitars or instruments? Oh my god, I wish I was that cool. <laughs> but now I do, Bernice. Bernice right. too. Bernice, Bernice too. too
0: yeah. Bernice's, yeah, sister. Um, the Bernie. The, um, so he plays the Gibson Les Paul, but the slide part is actually played through his SG. So he plays two mm-hmm. electric guitar parts, two different electric guitars. Live he plays the Les Paul because he's not going to change guitars. Right. Um so he typically plays Bernays. But he was the he was the slide. He was the slide okay. guy and the rhythm guy on the track. Okay. But live he plays the slide parts. Because live they would add a third guitar player, which we'll talk about yeah. here in a minute. Um car crash in seventy six, drug and al- alcohol and dosed, which led the band to write that smell. So oh, I wow. think that y- y'all know that smell? Yeah. Yeah. That, that smell, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was due to a car wreck that, that the band member showed up and he's there and they're like Drugs everywhere, and they're like, man, that smell. Wow. The smell of death around you. So man. there you go. He was also in the plane crash but survived, spent the rest uh, spent the rest of his life with steel rods in his arms and legs. So he's got steel rods in his arms and legs and still rocking on, man. playing. On bass on the album, this is kind of neat because the bass player for them was Leon Wilkinson, um, but the bass player on the album because Leon left the band is Ed King. Um, Leon Wilkinson actually plays on the 76 live version that you hear on the radio. But this and on that version they add Steve Gaines on guitar, who was also in the plane crash. But we're talking about the studio version.
1: Father of Chris
0: Gaines. (laughs) (laughs) How many people know that? (laughs) How many people know that? Amazing. Yeah, not not happening. Um, He wrote. um, He also was co-writer of Sweet Home Alabama. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, and he's he's the voice that does the one two three on the track. So he's that guy. Also wrote Saturday Night Special. Very business savvy. So what he would do is he would buy snacks like on the and then mark them up. Four hundred percent, and sell him to the hungry band on the trip. So, no way. So he would he would sell his. That's a jerk move. That's a that's. that's a jerk move. He's, a, he's the guy. Opportunist. He's the I'm guy I was talking
2: about. He he lived in Nashville and I think passed away last year. Okay, that
0: that was probably when you said Al. I was yeah it's sorry. It's Ed King. Yeah Ed, yeah. Um, he left the band mid tour when his roadie, uh, who changed his strings uh, before each show, him and Van Zant got thrown in jail, and they showed up ten minutes before a show. And so he went on with, like, old strings, and his big thing is I changed strings before every show, broke two strings on Freebird oh, no. and quit, said, I'm out. And he's like, I'm done. Can't be doing that. So, and he actually, he did just die down the road from us in Nashville, um, but on this he played a 1958 Fender P-Bass. And I did a lot of research to find out which bass he played because that was that took some some deep dive. Well Didn't he well
2: but but wasn't he a guitarist though? Yes. So yeah. we'll talk
0: about that. He ended up being the guitarist because they brought Leon Wilkinson back, back yeah. because they wanted to have three guitars to give them the skinned sound. Okay. So um, we'll talk about that here in a minute. On piano, Billy Powell, roadie for two years. It's a great story. He was yeah. their roadie mm-hmm. and uh as they supported Mountain. And then on, on a break one day, he went in and he just played the intro to Freebird, and they're like Permanent welcome
2: to the band. permanent
0: gig, roadie. And again,
2: this is this is another weird thing to my point earlier. If you listen to Sweet Home, <laughs> <Yeah. amazing. laughs> like one, the pocket is insanity. Yeah. How that dude is in it to win it. He's yeah. in the jelly. But the the fact that you had that guy as a roadie, as a roadie. Roadie.
0: Hey, he put that case over there in
2: the corner. Phenom yeah. guitar, I mean piano yeah. player.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, and been added to that band in significant ways. Yeah,
0: I think we need to touch on I, I, this was later on, but let's do it now while we're talking about him. I think he has one of the most underrated piano solos ever, which is in Tuesday's Gone. I think, oh, that, I think oh. that piano solo is good. And so, if you'll go to 318 in Tuesday's Gone, it's not going to be like, I think this is Southern Rock piano solo at its finest. And then i can touch on two other piano parts, but Tuesday's Gone, first song I ever learned the guitar. Pardon. on. Give me that.
1: Uh, give me that. Let's time go to stephanie. minute
0: three eighteen okay, around 32. there, maybe a little.
1: He's got that little toy piano. Those little yeah. Floyd Kramer flutters, like.
0: Anyway, great, yeah. great piano. I, I feel like you can
2: hear play. that guy's classical music upbringing in yes. all oh, yeah. of his oh, solos. Yeah. It's Definitely. very fluttery. Ca-
0: call, me yes. the bri- call Me the Breeze, another great oh, yeah. piano solo part. Uh, yeah. A couple of those are, are really good. Um,
1: great mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, like, Killin wavy perm mullet. Oh, yeah. It was great.
0: Um, he was also in the plane crash, but he was the first out of the hospital. Least amount of damage. Uh, in 84, joined Rocco Marshall. Um, I mean, who hasn't? And Christian Band. Have y'all heard Vision? Vision. They're an 80 f- 80s Christian band. The name
1: is literally so generic that I can't tell. Yeah, if yeah, I've heard if that, you I saw the no album, idea.
0: you would maybe recognize it. On bass, Leon, Bil- uh, Leon Wilkinson on bass, who was Skinner's okay, guy. Yeah. So they found Jesus in jail for a DUI and came really? out and started this Christian band. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, no wow. reunited with Skinner. And then who do you play with after Skinner? Kid Rock. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I of course. Mean,
1: yeah,
2: Kindred. Wow. Yeah, sure.
0: Kindred family. Yeah. Well, at so,
2: least he was very familiar with... Um, with, uh, what's the song that rips Sweet home yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Southern, All Summer Long. All, All Summer,
2: summer yeah. yeah, he was like, oh, i played like, just a few times. I, know, I got a that's,
1: that's kid. You
0: right, right. could call him I got a kid. Yeah. That song
1: irritates me to no yeah, end because of, of I, I hate it when songs, s- like, steal the hook of another song. Well, two And use songs. it as their own hook. Yeah, because it's also
2: Worlds of London. London. Yeah. That's one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Kid Rock was doing, God bless Kid. I don't know Kid, but I, you know, I'm sure kid. he's a great guy. But he introduced this song, that song. Uh, and said, you know, we were just so surprised it was was an international number one. I'm like, well, kid, if you're basing it on two international number ones, (laughs) there's a really
1: good good chance you're going to have a shot at that third one. Yeah. Yeah. If, as we've talked about before, like, one of the ingredients of a good hit is, like, comfort, familiarity, like, repetition, you know what I'm saying? Like, what better way to do that than it's like, it's like you know, vanilla ice sampling, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, David yeah. Bowie? Yeah. It's a It puts you immediately in a place yeah. that you already love, so you've got a leg up on, yeah. you know, yeah. anything else. I got Okay, quick question because I know how big of a Stevie Wonder fan you are. Did you happen to see, I think it was the AMAs one year that Kid Rock did Living for the City with Stevie Wonder? No, and killed it. No, way. really, like, really killed it in a good oh, way. Oh, that's amazing. It was, I was like, this is going to be awful. And then, but he just stepped up, invite the missus. I mean, he, he, dude. Good for him. I was like, I was super Oh, I impressed. love that. It was so good. You should look, look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's That's you know, awesome. And I think that's where they, I think that might have been the time where they left Stevie out on stage. And it, cause he was it oh. just oh. kind of on his Walked own. Up and he just said Yeah, that. they're like,
0: the uh, little help. We, uh, we talked before, we were talking about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and how that piano was the same piano that was, Hey Jude was yes. played on. So this piano on Freebird you know what other hit was the piano oh, on? I can't wait for this. I'll, I have no idea. This is a good one. I'll give you a hint. It's a Baldwin concert grand. Okay. It's the Layla piano. No!
1: What
0: in the world? <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. So, same piano, both of those songs. Dang.
2: Oh, my Boy. God. So,
0: there you go. There you go. That is a... That's a mic that, drop. Again, mic drop. that is... N- that's as close to verified as I can get. Yeah. You know, I can't... But that's... That's like oh, ninety percent, right there. That's, that's fantastic. That's money, right there. On that, that's great. multiple sources and state. And uh, so, yeah.
1: in 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 modern times now, I have I have music uh, that I've recorded in my living room uh, that the Adele piano is on from Hello. Uh, because you can do it with a plugin. <laughs> that's
2: right. <laughs> like, no, no. Can, yeah.
1: So it's literally. Yeah, just, like, how do you
2: know? It's because the plugin is called Adele. Adele. Oh, right, that's
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> but literally, like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's all done yeah, with a this one's called now. Rolling
0: it's, in the Keys. Yeah. Oh like, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs>
1: but it's, like, so easy to, to make that happen. Now, like, you could probably get a plugin of that same piano and mm-hmm. you could be like, yeah, me and McCartney and, and Billy Powell, we all played the same, you yeah, know what I mean? This yeah. is the same but piano. But that's literally but this physically. Is the, the, the piano.
0: So anyway, I thought that was cool. That's amazing. On drums, Bob Burns, left in 71 and returned in 72. Uh, Bob Burns those, does
2: not
1: sound like a drummer
0: name. Does, that sounds like a it
1: sounds like a, sounds principal like a CPA. Or
0: yeah. <laughs> How yeah. you doing with your money, kids?
1: Good, good, good.
0: That's good, yeah. Thanks, Bob Burns. Thanks for, for stopping, stuff by, Bob, stopping yeah. by. Bring yeah.
2: the tax receipts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> left in 71 and returned in 72. During those years, they sometimes used two drummers, as he and Ricky Medlock, who replaced him and then left, but they would use sometimes both of them at the same time on stage. Play with two drummers. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he came back, they're like, "Let's just use both of them." Uh, gear. So you know, guys, I'm. T- they're t- like, we just need more. See, that's right. Three guitars, Three two drummers. Two drummers like, that's right.
2: <laughs> you know what? There's a pattern we're seeing. <laughs> Seven <laughs> bass players. The more we have of things, the <laughs> better. Right. The
0: better. Let's it make is. it good and crowded. Uh, So gear, tough to tell on this, um, as live footage from that is not the same as in the studio, obviously. So I'm going back, I'm looking through all kinds of of live footage. Looks like a Ludwig maple wrapped, and I paused two different videos trying to catch the symbols, like trying to see... Mm. And I'm trying to identify from the bottom, which is tough to identify yeah, symbols, symbols from the, from the that bottom. that era are impossible tough. to tell anyway. So I finally got a view from the top, and I'm like, yes, Zildjian's." Okay, cool. And then I realized I was watching the 77 Street Survivors Tour at Convention Hall, which is the next tour. Oh. So I can't really even count that. And it was Artemis Powell on drums. It wasn't even the same drummer. Worthless
1: so, anyway. Is there a better name? Than Dude, Artemis, Artemis That's Pyle. what I literally have yeah, in like in this in researching. I found maybe my two favorite names of our time Ar- Artemis Pyle and Zunk Bucher.
2: Those guys, it's... if they were a wrestling duo, no one would ever beat them.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Artemis Pyle,
2: <laughs> Artemis Pyle driver. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: thank you. Done. Thank, done. You. Yeah. thank you. Oh man, so good. Undefeatable. Um, but the most popular, if you guys watch the um if you go look up Freebird, the most popular one that is shown and the live show is the seventy six Winterland uh no, the popular one is the seventy six seventy seven Street Survivors. But the seventy six Winterland tour is the black and white one that was the one before. So if you go look at live videos, okay. those are the Is
2: that the ones. one that the live album is recorded?
0: I do not it's know. 77. I would imagine 77 Street Survivors Tour concert. The video that you see would be the live album. Okay. That would be a guess, because
2: yeah. that was that that was the live album, right? When that when they did their big that you hear yes, the yes, yeah 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 big thing at the end. Yeah. Which is yeah.
0: Okay, and then we got Al. Um, we talked about him earlier. Gook. Roosevelt Gook is how he attributes himself on the album. Doesn't give his own name credit. Um, plays organ. Same guy that played organ oh, yeah. on Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. Wow. He's that organ guy. Okay. And he plays French horn on the Stones, Can't Always Get What You Want. Weird. Okay. Yeah. French He, horn he is, he is
2: one of those uh, on a bunch of things. Yeah. Like, and, and was a member of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Really? hmm Huh. That was kind of his main, That's I think awesome. that was like his first significant thing.
0: That's awesome. Outstanding. Um, assembling the band, we kind of touched a little bit on Leon. He left the band, and they picked up Ed to play bass. And then they asked – they're like, man, Ed's a really good guitar player. We need him playing guitar. So they asked him to come back, Ask Leon to come back, and thus they uh, attributed their three-guitar army. That's their thing, the yeah. three-guitar army. So that's the that's the band in a nutshell. Well done, well done. That. That's
1: so, a lot of research yeah, on that. Took that is. That was fun. I love that. Yeah. Um, uh, a little bit about the album, I think, and then I, I've got some stuff to talk about about the song uh, and and some of the stuff to, to listen through. Um the album itself, pronounced Leonard Skinner, uh, is number four hundred three on Rolling Stone's five hundred greatest albums list. Uh, it, it, like we said, it's a, it's got Tuesdays Gone, Give Me Three Steps, Simple, Simple Man, Man, and Free Bird. Jeez. Half the album is just legendary. Yep. Yeah, like, it's literally Absolutely. it's got eight or nine tracks on it, and half of them are songs that are you know forty years later still hot. Uh-huh. You know. So I mean, just w- this album itself is an achievement. It's like the this is the okay. If if uh, if this song is the Southern Rock Bohemian Rhapsody, this album is the Southern Rock Appetite for Destruction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like good. just still hot that's fire. Good. And uh, the album got the band a spot opening for the Who on their American tour. Oh wow! Um, and really kind of exposed them to a broader audience. You know, it was one of the things that really helped set them on fire was being able to open with the Who. So I think it was. I can't remember if it was their road manager or just their manager-manager. Somebody they were connected with was, like, good friends with Pete Townsend. And they got connected with The Who, and it just took off after that for them. Wow. So, really interesting. Um, we might as well talk about... The guitar solo? The, we might as well get into the solo,
0: right? Um, Unless you had something structure-wise before so we let's, get to let's, the solo. Let's do
2: a dip there. Okay. Yeah. So, here's here's one of... The, here's So, I, I took some pretty extensive notes. This is going to take a second, but I really think this is worth it. Go for it. So couple things I, I forgot to say earlier too one of the things that's really fascinating about that acoustic part throughout the song is he does that um double strum thing that happens in rocket man to oh, yeah, sure. that, that that vibe but i i love that because it just shows like there was a there was a ballsiness to it that was kind of like you know it's not just like hey, it just, feels
1: grand yes
2: when it feels like we're playing this i'm going to rock this acoustic yeah yeah it's yeah. an acoustic but i'm gonna rock it i'm gonna rock it um, so the beginning is the sound check, and then you have the intro, which is the main guitar theme. That part, acoustic is doing that Rocket Man thing, double strum. <laughs> Verse, Sly guitar is going the whole time. Yeah, this really yeah, blew my yeah. mind, and he is doing it. Yeah. It's not like and it's
0: not distracting. No, no, it's like I need you in the background. I need you in the background.
2: So he's doing that, playing the theme in the background. You know, same thing. Bam, He's kind of playing it while the guys, while he's singing. Yeah. And then you have the chorus, which again, to our last podcast, it's only the chorus because there's no other thing that would be the chorus. We'll call it the chorus. We'll call it the chorus. But the birds, you cannot change. That's, That's sort of that. Drummer has a really tricky job here. And you hear, and actually clicked it out, the BPMs jumped. It, change, it has to change. Yeah. It's, it's 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 hangs out in kind of a fifty nine. It gets up to sixty three four, mm-hmm. and he is doing everything he can to keep like those guys back. Yeah. I mean because in you're excited, and adrenaline. Them, like, Let's do it! And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so he's doing a great job of sort of like you know pulling them back. Another thing that's really fascinating. Come on, Bob! Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Bob! No, no. Um, it's also ghost note heaven on the drums. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling it, and it the track feels incredible. Um, So then there's the intro again. The verb add this is what's this is maybe my favorite thing listening on headphones. To your point about that, JP is uh, they add verb on the drums. At the end of each of these phrases on the bird, you know, cannot change. And it starts the last, I think, two times. So, and they verb it out, and then it dries up.
3: Oh, Oh, man, oh. This bird, yeah.
2: You will not change it. Good job, Al,
0: on that, the producer. But, dude, it's crazy
2: listening to it because you kind of, I realized, I was like, why does this feel like it gets so
0: huge all
2: of a sudden? And then it's dry again. And sure enough, you hear. I've never
0: heard of that.
1: That's so It's crazy. Yeah, let's listen
3: to that. Everybody get your headphones
1: on.
2: So it kind of starts to happen at the end. So they, they let it kind of run a couple times without adding to
1: okay. it. I am going to say my one flaw with this song is I feel like they say that too many, this bird yeah. cannot change. The first time through, too many times. Yes. Yeah. They should have done it twice and moved on. Yeah.
2: They really miss being a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen.
1: Oh wow, and then it just like
2: so 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 I think that's significant for a lot of reasons, but the one I think it is is the way it smooths out into because then it dries back up and you' uh-huh. and you're just like floating again, yeah, so I thought that was interesting so again listen to what's happening here intro verse chorus intro verse chorus new tempo yeah. so we have uh Again, he's going crazy in the background during the chorus, which is kind of funny. Uh, on that last chorus before the tempo picks back up, the the guitar is going ape wild. Yeah. like again, like I just it's it, again it's controlled chaos. Drinking through a the fire hose, oh, dude, he's going. <laughs> <You make that. laughs> So then you have new tempo, uh, solo one, dual guitars playing the same thing, go crazy at the end, no real part. (laughs) <laughs> solo two. I literally took it because it's fascinating. Let's do solo two, which is part two, crazier but still in sync, not so singable. So just kind of that uh, part, you're, you're really, they're just kind of going ham on it. Solo three, more in sync and singable. Solo four, playing different parts and then back together for the main theme. Yeah. And then the band punches
3: together, yes.
2: Yeah. they're playing through those, the guitars playing the same part over and over. Then you have band stops. Some of the guitar parts are harmony in that, which is fascinating. Then you have band back and playing behind the solos, guitar craziness, sides are trading. It's just, uh, just chaos. Then you have the train beat. Dun, thic-a-dun, yeah. thic-a-dun, 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 thic-a-dun. So that's more guitar chaos, not sync. Then you have train beat escalates, both parts in sync. Then you have the jamming outro, which is actually pretty bad for them. Guitar parts and sync snare on four yep. Okay. But again, I did all that to say it feels like they don't know what they're doing, but they a thousand million percent do. For those
0: of y'all that, for those of y'all that listen and write down, uh, you hope you got your notepad on yeah. that. That was some hefty writing. I'm that telling you, it's, it's
2: insanity. And I, but, and I only do that kind of a dive because it, I think the song benefits from this trick it does to you, where you're going. Oh, man, they're just going crazy. It's like, no, they're not. Uh-oh. No, they're not. There's very, very, very uh, purposed sections. Either har- sections that are either harmonized to each other, which proves absolutely they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. or abs- they're playing the same thing. And then these moments where you'll hear in your left ear, he's going hand the guy on the right's doing the line, mm-hmm. then they'll flip. And this guy on a guitar the, line. Yeah, those you, I you know. just said that. I was yeah. like, yeah, maybe a line though, yeah, yeah, too. At the same that. time, but 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 then it'll flip. The guy on the left's playing a part that you know, and the guy on the right's doing these crazy, you know. But it's it's all on the grid. Yeah. And, and when you lay it all out like that, you realize, like, oh my gosh, they there was absolute, like, they knew what they were doing.
1: Yeah. That made me so happy. I'm going to show you my notes because I have literally right here almost word for word exactly. <laughs> oh what man, saying. that's literally, so cool. Like, the train <laughs> I just tracks stole your the thunder. Whole... No, no, no. no had, that's I mean, amazing. I had, I, it, Great minds think alike. Because I thought I thought nobody's going to do this. Like oh. I thought nobody's going to catch this. And so uh, it makes me so glad that Well, and yeah. it's again, it's just
2: really so cool. it, it 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 again, when you put it out like you did also, you realize one of the things that makes it so listenable is that is that ev- it, everything? To your point, JP, everything is escalating at a at a at a rate that you can understand. Yeah, and it is escalating. Yeah. I mean, if it's the band stops to full stops to train beat to four on the sort of like mm-hmm. quarter notes on the snare, everything's meant to keep the thing going. Yeah, and
1: the solo would get old if
2: absolutely. the band was if it doing wasn't that. That. different
0: things. Yeah. That's, that's right. exactly
2: that's good. right. That's yeah. Good point. Um, and I think that that's a band to your initial point about this whole. Uh, song, that's a band who had done that enough times before they got in the studio to go, hey, we know what works, because we've done this a lot, and we know if we don't do the train then the band stuff, okay, you know, and you just, you gotta feel like Al Cooper was sitting in the control, I'm like I have struck gold. You
0: know what I mean? Like, I'm just gonna play the first yeah, organ part at yeah, the beginning. Yeah. Make sure I'm on He's this like, track. I want to be on Rock I History, play. so <laughs> I'm gonna assert my way <laughs> onto this track. Let's just play this G. Take yeah, us there, but, buddy. But, but you know, That's I up. think
2: again, it, it's it, and to those guys and girls and bands, you know, that are really trying to be bands, this is a great case study of what happens when you really woodshed. Yeah, when, when you play together a lot mm-hmm. and yeah. you write your songs and you have them down so tightly. That when you go in the studio, you know what makes you great, and you stick to what makes you great, That's good. and you can kind of control the narrative a little bit, you That's know. Good. That way, did Absolutely. you look up
0: uh, the reason the solo was written and put in? Oh, this no. is one of my favorite. Parts oh, of... wait, so, I did, but I forgot. Do okay, it. so they put this section in because they would play live, um, and they needed a, t- a chance to give Van Zant a break. That's right. So they're like, let's just write an end to our to our hit. So he can take a break, because they would play three sets a night. Yeah. They're like, this will end the set, and this will give him a longer break between set two. So we'll end set one with this. This will give Van Zandt a, a break. And that is incredible. That's, that's awesome. So he
1: could go back and smoke a, a 12-inch that's long That's right, So he day. could do the yeah. standard yeah. smokes. So, is, so I just realized. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. Hey well, Sirens They're coming. Sirens the sorry, mirror. guys. It's all been right. a good run. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Uh, I just realized this is the reverse Layla. Like the vibe oh, of the yeah. song. Oh my is. gosh, that's, that's exactly right
0: on
2: that's... the same piano.
0: Same piano. Oh what God. in the world is Happening. Wow. Oh
1: my
2: you don't you feel like God nudged one of the angels? He's right. like, Look, check out what's happening. <laughs> check it out. You want to watch this? this watch this special. space. Watch this space.
1: <laughs> it was, it was so yeah. Layla goes from burning fire <laughs> to, to mellow sort of. Piano. Piano. Yeah. And then Freebird Fun, goes good. from mellow to burning jam. Take
0: it another step. Slide guitar at the beginning. Wow. Slide guitar at That's the right. end. Yep. Almond. What in the world? Almond. Right. There we go. That Man. Um,
1: Man. I
2: also saw what you may have said. On, I'm not sure you did that, but it achieved the number three spot on gu- Guitar World's 100th greatest. 100 greatest guitar solos.
1: I have the top 10.
2: Oh, yeah, please. Do you have them? Go. Okay,
1: okay. Number 10, Crossroads, Eric Clapton, Cream. Uh, number nine, Crazy Train, Randy Rhodes. Number eight, Hotel California, Don Felder, Joe Walsh. Number eight. That should s- be. It's got to be down a little bit. In the wow. List there, everybody. Yeah, especially since number seven, I think, well, don't say it. I don't feel like it deserves. Uh, number seven, one, Kirk Hammett, Metallica. Okay. Okay. I okay. don't it's feel like that deserves yeah. in the top ten. It's okay. fine. It's great, yep. but whatever. Uh, number six, November Rain, slash. Yeah. Melodic. Okay. just That's in there. Gorgeous. Um, number five, Along the Watchtower, Hendrix. Hendrix. Uh, number four, comfortably numb, David Gilmore. Uh, yes. uh, yeah. uh, number three, Free Bird, Alan Collins. Number two, eruption, Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Number one, you want to guess it? What's missing? It's the no- it's like stairway to heaven. Stairway to oh, heaven. Yeah. Page.
2: Which so, fun fun fact. Oh, duh. I'm an idiot. That's the third. That's the trifecta oh. of this song.
1: Oh, that's, oh okay. That's the, oh, yeah, the long. Yes, that's the. Exactly. I, yes. That was
2: my first slow mm. dance ever, <laughs> and I didn't know that song, Christian Upbringing. And <laughs> she, I
1: like, have heaven. never
2: been sadder in my life. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the best feeling. I'm in fifth grade. Like a girl is somewhat close to me I'm touching her this is the best thing and then I'm like what's happening right now what is it? Dun, dun, oh, nah, no. dun. I was like no no why is this dun, 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 dun. I was like it's good to see you I just remember literally like once it, once it broke see in class once on I Monday. let go of my other hand behind her back she was free to go back to her friends she was a free bird oh my gosh and oh, yeah. scene that's yeah, awesome that's yeah.
1: so good like, but... this is really getting away from me right <laughs> oh now. my gosh I was
2: so mad at Robert Plant. I was like, why couldn't you just keep this a beautiful, sweet
0: song and let me keep slow dancing? Oh, that's,
1: that's gonna awesome. be a T-shirt from this episode. I was so <laughs> mad at Robert Plant. Yeah,
0: it's awesome. It's so, so good. Okay. All right. I got a little bit on the joke of play Freebird. Oh, I, I've Dude, read about this. The, too Phenomenon started at '76 at the Fox Theater, where Van Zant asked, "What do you want to hear?" And they're like, you know, play Freebird. So the the joke actually started in the 80s. The Chicago DJ, Kevin Matthews, convinced listeners to go to a Florence Henderson concert
1: who's... Florence Henderson, like, from the Brady Bunch? From the Brady Bunch.
0: Carol on the Brady Bunch. And he's like, go there and yell out, play Freebird. No way. All these listeners, he's like, everybody buy tickets to this show and just go there. It's going to be the greatest joke ever. It's just, like, pelt this lady with play Freebird. Oh, my gosh. So, and he's like, the show, this joke was supposed to be intended at, like, lame... Concerts okay. Not everywhere uh-huh. And now it's yelled it Everywhere And he's like They took my joke And they just use it Everywhere Wow He's like It's completely Different what
2: um, what, what am I So so one thing If you uh, uh, It's probably in that Same thing but You yeah. edited it out But I'll add it Even though So uh, so a few bands would do it. Like Dylan yeah. has done it. Yeah, okay. Um Fish. Fish does an acapella. acapella. So brilliant. Really? But like, so, so it became yep. it became for a while. Like bands would have it stashed. Yeah. One of my favorite in moments in music. A big shout out to one of my best friends, Ed Cash, who produced my records. Um, he would do that as a spite because, and he would do it with a loop pedal. So he would, and I'm telling you, he would play all of the solos because he's an incredible guitar player. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'll never forget. I went to a show. And this kid went, Free Bird. And he's like, All right. And the crowd was kind of like, Wait, oh, what? No. <laughs> and the kid was like, Huh? And he was like, if It's I for you, leave you it and, the, and it was like, Okay. Nine minutes. Did the whole thing. Look at your watch, seven and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's playing over a loop pedal. Did you hear
0: to go a step, not to, to go a step further, but Dry Country? You know the band Dry Country? No. I anyway, they got asked to do it and they played it three times. Three times. They're like, So spiteful.
2: You do it, we're going to play it. Three
0: they're like
1: that'll teach you (laughs)
2: i still listen i bet you i bet you uh eighth of my shows somebody yells that really oh yeah
1: man man i just feel like at a certain point the joke has played out yeah like let's let let's
0: but i'm glad
2: i'm glad to know because it's such a it's such a cultural phenomenon there you go
0: dj kevin matthews there you go i thought it you know if you
2: listen to one of their live albums that i think was recorded not the 70s one I think they did another live album, maybe in the '80s or early '90s. But somebody does that. I always thought that because it's very clear, you can yeah. hear somebody yell "Freebird." Well, he's no, like, it's like, "Oh, that's he's it." He's like, "What
0: you want to hear?" And it's like "Freebird." That's the it, yeah. that's the '76 Yeah, I got you. That's good. Man, fantastic. Good call Well done.
1: Um, I got some just some notes at the beginning of the song. Um, I, it, this is. It feels like I'm going backwards a little bit, so we'll skip this if it sucks. But. Um, <laughs> This is uh, uh, this is from Guitar World magazine. Uh, it says Freebird was actually one of the first songs we ever wrote, said guitarist Gary Rossington. Uh, Rosington, Rossington, whatever. Uh, Alan had the chords for the pretty part in the beginning for two full years, but Ronnie kept saying that because there were too many chords, he couldn't find a melody for it. I think I get the vibe that he was trying to do maybe something busier as a melody, you know what I'm saying, instead of, what we end up with is a really legato, if I leave here. So I think he was maybe trying to go, you know what I mean, and it's just too much, right? And they with play the, that F chord and he's and so, like, oh. right, Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's that? Flat 7 doing in here. Somebody put that away.
0: So I, I, that's kind of the – What am I supposed to do over that chord? Yeah, exactly. So like, I,
1: that's kind of the vibe. That's kind of what, what I pulled out of that maybe. Uh, so he said we were just beginning to write, and he thought that he had to change with every chord change. Uh, then one day we are at rehearsal, and Alan started playing those chords, and Ronnie said, those are pretty, play them again. Alan played it again, and Ronnie said, okay, I got it. And he wrote the lyrics in three or four minutes, the whole thing. Uh, he came up with a lot of stuff that way, and he never wrote anything down. His motto was, "If you can't remember it, it's not worth remembering." That's
2: what? a terrible
1: motto. That's a
2: terrible. Agreed. <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine the songs that are floating in the ether because people were like, "I'll remember that tomorrow." Remember it's it, like,
1: yeah, no, I remember it when I wake up. Oh you my had gosh! Any of those? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's like you. Know, Lenny Kravitz wrote, "Are you gonna go my way?" In the middle of the night, from a dream, like uh-huh. sang it into a dictaphone or something, woke up the next morning, and it was basically all there. That's I awesome. believe it. I believe the it. same thing with uh, satisfaction. Dun, dun, really? Dun, dun. Yeah, he wrote that, but he was like, a, it was like a heroine. Okay, sure. But he had like something, and he recorded it and fell back asleep. woke up the next one and was like, "What was this?" And it was
0: what's
1: all this
0: thing? What's this rubbish? <laughs> um, Turn your lover around. Written on the toilet. True. Yeah. <laughs> George Benson. George Benson song. Written on the toilet. written on the toilet. Anyway, yeah god that song <laughs> yeah yeah it was a good episode yeah, go, uh march 20th for around that time if you guys want to go back and listen yeah 18th something like yeah. that, about to come out
1: god. um one more note i think for me and then this is really all like oh well okay a couple of notes the opening lines first of all if i leave here tomorrow would you still remember me was inspired by alan collins girlfriend kathy who had asked him that very question during a fight mm. so that's literally came from his girlfriend um we talked a little bit about that there was a radio edit. Uh, just to give you some idea, the album version runs 9 minutes, 8 seconds, like JP said. The original radio edit was 4.41.
0: So oh, they wow. cut,
1: I mean, the heart out of, you know what I mean, Just and the band hated it. Um, I also just want to say that when I heard the, the clean electrics with phasers on them, is the sound of Southern Rock. Oh. To me, like, you know what I mean? It's so like 70s Southern Rock. Clean electric guitars with phasers. Uh, think of phaser as like.
0: It's not the MXR Van Halen phaser.
1: No, it's the same. Okay. But it's over a clean, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, and, and a phaser, all it does is it's basically like a broad EQ sweep that goes up and down the EQ uh, spectrum. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, it accentuates certain frequencies. Uh, but um, yeah, you hear them in Southern Rock. You hear more like the boss phaser sound in Southern Rock uh, yeah. than like the MXR. Okay. Um, and it's just gives it this certain i don't know it's not a wah but if you try to imitate it it sounds like a wah so i don't really know how to do it
2: that I remember where I was the first time I heard this song. Oh, where were you? Okay. So, so growing, up, growing up, growing up, Miss
0: Slow Dance in sixth grade. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Not again!
2: <laughs> <laughs> the DJ's over there, like laughing at me. Hey, chubby kid. Um, the DJ's you'll the. You'll never da- touch
0: another girl. <laughs> he's the fa- father of the daughter. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> so with. Yeah. He's like, I got this guy. Oh my god. I gosh. got this guy.
2: We're gonna do a slow. <clears throat> we're gonna do a slow hit giggle giggle song for Dave. Why don't you get out and take my daughter?
0: This is the one you get.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> but I remember, so, so growing up, for whatever reason, my dad d- didn't get into Skinner, and so I didn't know the music at all, and I remember being, uh, I would have been like probably seventh grade. Okay. So I mean, like, you know, like I'm I'm older, because one of my friends in Mississippi you could drive at 15. Oh. So one of my friends, we were at church, and uh, we would do these like 15-minute go grab a Coke or something to eat between service and Sunday school and service, and so... My buddy was like, "Hey, we're gonna go, go down to the you know Jiffy Mart and grab up you know just something, and we'll come back and for the service." And I I, I, I mean, th- this was the beginning for me of when music was starting to feel like a drug hit. Like when I'd hear songs and my body would respond. It was mm-hmm. no longer like this is cool. Like I would, like, it would, became like, like everything I, dump. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, the colors changed. All the voices turned, like, to the Peanuts teacher, you know, (laughs) and I just didn't, you know. But I remember vividly this song and me feeling like, oh, my gosh, just keep going. Whatever's happening, keep. And I just remember, like, this is, is this, they really did this. You know, because it started, and I was like, this is great. Yeah, It's windows down, Mississippi summer, you know, the wind's blowing in. It was like. And then i was like, "Oh my God, what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> you're driving <laughs> faster. I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this a real thing in the world?" You know, They're like Dave, you're going 102. Oh I'm yeah, 35. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I remember it, this is like I, I, this is like one of the few songs I actually remember where I was and what like and I remember like I said feeling like. Oh my gosh, they're doing it. They're letting themselves do this <laughs> yeah. and we are loving every second of it, you know. That's Which is what I think the song, that's why these songs to me work is because it really is a journey. You know, it's it's one of the, you know, <laughs> if good. if there is three songs, then there's a lot more, but I think three that now we're adding Stairway. But you yeah. know, there these they're, you 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 want the radio edits are such a bummer because the point of the whole thing yeah. is the length of it. Is that like you're going from this uh, motion, and we're picking up, we're picking up, and now we're picking up. We're adding more energy, it's even more steam, even more. But I literally clocked this, no joke. And I mean, I could be. I'm sure someone has the actual thing. Fifty nine to one fifty.
0: Wow, holy cow! It's almost 100. so. It's almost a
2: right. hundred beats per minute jump. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. And and,
2: and so and, and I think maybe lastly the thing that's drumming wise to achieve that. And the band sound like they do?
0: As an accountant? I mean, oh, that's bring, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Bring it Guys, up.
2: what do you think about the recording? <laughs> but like, it really is, I think that's the last unsung hero of this recording is that they do a, a 90 BPM jump and you never, ever feel like... Oh, that bass player didn't get the memo, or the drummer, or man, he's struggling. It's like it's so so in sync. Yeah, like they they you know because they're not going. And There's no click track. No, there's no click, Mm -hmm. and they're not and they're not jumping. They're not do it a hard stop and then clack, pinch, pinch, a bunch of you know. It's like it's this ninety BPM adjustment over a few seconds, yeah, and it is so seamless. Yeah. And And again, to your point at the very beginning, Rob, like you only can do that when you've rehearsed something and played together for so long that it's just becomes like you you're just in the stew, everybody's right. in that same little space, and it's all happening, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. and they're not uh, one thing I loved about listening through the. Through, to to the rhythm section at the end is they're not just playing either like they're not just going janga, 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 janga even in the sections that don't have like the hits or the train tracks they're not just janga, janga they're going dun, 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 dun.
2: oh there's dun, a dun, dun, very concerted dun, 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 thing dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. you know it's yeah. like they've got parts that they're playing one, it's d- not
2: just two I think when you have that many people playing either one or two things usually happens you're all over each other yeah and it's just a beautiful Guess. mess yeah. of sound or you realize like this can't be an all skate like I got to get out of the way so JP takes a solo right. and then I do mine and everybody backs off and then we give it to you know mm-hmm. so there's a real understanding with that much for it to really work everybody has to have a concerted yeah part or otherwise it's just going to be a free for all yep um
1: a free bird for all
2: oh, oh my
3: man. gosh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Rosington insane. threw up 3 seconds after this picture was taken <laughs> Th- what they said they took this was the second photo they went with the second one and it was so hot that Three seconds after he stepped to the side and threw up, that's phenomenal. On the cover of "Pronounced that. Leonard Skinner," that's Rossington fantastic. vomited.
1: Great, that's a great uh, piece of trivia there. there you go. That's going to win you a trivia night sometime. I hope yeah.
0: so. How many uh, <laughs> who vomited?
1: Listen, uh, I have uh, I have a cover to this song. Not me personally. I, there oh. is there is a cover to this song that we have to hear. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, I,
0: I don't know where this is going.
1: This is by uh, this is by a group called Will to Power. Yep, um, and a it is number a, one. Yeah, a
2: number, Billboard number one,
1: and, and Lord help, help number me number? if I can figure out how I this don't... is a "Baby I Love Your Way" slash Freebird mashup. Okay, that win again to number reference one. our
2: last podcast. <clears throat> well, this song included, but also that uh, "Everybody Wants to R- Rule the World" was not a number one, nor was this song, but this was.
1: This was. <laughs> that's because that's that's we not... are the
2: world was not in the way.
3: That's yeah, way. exactly.
1: So we all know, Baby, I Love Your Way, Peter Frampton. Okay. But. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it's a man <laughs> is. The like video's awful. My eyes. Okay. I'm going to skip ahead. We know how this song goes. So they go straight from Every the chorus day. of Baby, I Love Your Way to the verse of Freebird. And a guy singer comes in. You really need to owe it to yourself to watch this video. It's kind of like Ooh. if, um... <laughs> it's kind of like if, uh... uh um, oh my gosh. Uh, oh. What's Bonnie Tyler and, and Uncle Rico oh. from Napoleon Dynamite form a group? It's, that's kind of the vibe of it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So she's going to do the chorus, and then... Okay. It's just all of it's so overdone. Here we go. I love your
3: if I leave,
0: love. Ew! Wow,
1: so much, girl. You mean so much to me.
0: <laughs> uh, we can't end with that. Oh, no. Hang the on. Tree. There's
1: more. They're not finished being awful. It's so bad. Okay. So I'm going to go to about 320 or so. When they're going to start kind of a call and response moment. Here we go. This is a 320
0: mark. Did he say because I'm as free as a bird now? <laughs>
2: oh, I thought he said because I'm as free as a bird's nest.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so bad. And it's...
0: Yeah. make it stop no no <laughs> make it stop it's so
1: bad dude it's literally it had the video has all the all the production quality the acting quality of it like, is
2: yeah the the best the best one for me the best moment was the it looks like they were shooting in a mile away shot of her on the on the um thing the, on the lake like the out pier. of the little dock yeah. the pier and she's and you're like how far away was his <laughs> camera? Like, I don't think she knows where to look. She's just kind of looking up somewhere. I think he said he would be on the mountain somewhere. It's,
1: <laughs> it's like you know, a, a couple years ago, I can't remember the song. John Mayer did a John Mayer did a song where he sh- he went to like a local photography place that does like oh glamour shots by Deb yes. and had them shoot New, the video there. It looks like that, but unironically. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. totally unironically. Uh, yeah,
2: very very like wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah. So that song went number one. So kids, keep writing your songs. That's my point. That's my yeah, point. because keep... you
2: may get a mashup with an old pseudo-reggae song. Yeah, that will...
1: and you can just – I mean, all I'm saying is if if they can do it, you can don't do give it. up. Well,
2: and, you yeah. know, can I say one more thing?
1: Yeah, here's please. Here's one of the
2: things that fascinates me about this era of music. Piano Man is another one of these amongst – everybody wants to rule the world to some degree, a lot of songs. Songs like this that are iconic – iconic, I mean, at least, right? Um, uh, and I'll add Piano Man – that didn't ever go number one. Mm. And you sit with anyone that loves music and you go, was that a hit? They'll be like, uh, <laughs> I'm it. not even answering that question. You'll be like, was it number one? But yes, it had to be like a multi-week number one. Right. Never got past, I think, the 20s, this song. yeah, Yet, is a building block of rock and roll, mm-hmm. is an archetype of this kind of song, is, um, I mean, it's ubiquitous. You can't, everybody in everybody the world is... knows this song. Yeah. And yet, it wasn't a song that at the time was a was a significant hit. Mm-hmm and i think people sometimes forget that you you don't always build careers on number ones you build careers on really good songs mm. and i think good songs sometimes don't get to be known as great songs until years later That's good, and man. i think and i think it's tricky as a writer as an artist as a music maker that you we can judge ourselves by the immediate impact a song has, and you may not know that for years.
0: So if yeah. you love your children and want to have them set up, yes, these songs they'll they'll reap the benefits yeah. of the yeah. royalties. Yeah. That's right. So true. So
1: that's true. Right.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been a great that is, season.
1: That's gonna that's wrap up fun. season five. Dave, thanks for out podcast. With us. Five. Dave Barnes. Listen, tell the people where they can find you online, where they can find you out on the road, what's yeah. going on.
2: Uh, hotdirtyguys.com. No. Cool. Um, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That pivoted Back- quickly. Uh <laughs> Dave Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, davebarnes.com. All my social stuff is Dave Barnes music. Yeah. yeah so uh, we'll, we'll be out. We, we, you know, there's, there's, there's more and then, yeah, I'll be around thanks for having me guys oh, a lot Dude, of fun absolutely hey, thanks so
1: much and uh thanks to all you guys for listening keeping up with the show we've had so much fun with you this season we'll be back sooner than you know it uh you know don't don't cry you're not alone you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying don't cry tonight my baby uh, we'll, Will we we'll just be be say baby is my ringtone my like we just said baby <laughs> baby my baby uh yeah we'll be back with season 6 don't i mean don't even worry about us we're fine unless everything collapsed ah. if everything collapsed who we had knows? a good run but that's right we had a good run <laughs> planet earth but uh if not we'll see you again in season 6 until then I'm Rob I'm JP go listen to some music